it's Betsy Beers again. I'm the executive producer of Scandal, and this is Scandal Revealed, the official Scandal podcast. It is official. We've made it official that it's official, and it will be more official by you guys listening to it and acknowledging its officiality, or if that's even a word. Anyway, slight digression as usual, but today we have an incredibly exciting special guest Woo! here to defend his reputation of eating too much cereal mm. is the lovely, fantastic, and dynamic Josh Molina. Thank you for having me. And we're also sorry to say that we thought that Columbus Short was going to be joining us, but sadly, Columbus is feeling a little bit under the weather, and he's decided to choose health over hilarity and information, and that's probably a wise move given the fact that he needs to rest his vocal cords and himself so he can get back to being Harrison very, very quickly and soon so he's healthy. But thank you so much for being here. And I'm just going to say that Josh today is wearing a very special outfit, which I'm actually thinking of stealing or paying him for because (laughs) I want it so badly. Josh is actually, in fact, indeed wearing a white Panama hat with a um, black stripe, which is, it actually sets off his very lovely glasses. Gift from my parents. It's very nice, and he he, he sports it very well. But more importantly, he's wearing a special pair of plaid Dr. Dentons. And for those of you guys who, like, weren't born in 1925 like me, Dr. Dentons are indeed those those pajamas with feet in them. And I believe they Although these technically, have, I think Dr. Dentons would have they, flap they had a little the flap. So I may, have to take these maybe entirely it's a onesie. off to poop. Do you? <laughs> Is that too much information? No, I don't think that is, actually. I think that's actually exactly what we were looking for in terms of detail. You know, I do stand corrected. I think, actually, technically, this is a onesie. Onesie, yes. A onesie, or I think I, as a kid, called them feety pajamas. I think they are feety pajamas. And, you know, is that a particular tartan plaid, do we think? Or is that just... It is. As a Jew, I have no family... I think it's the Jew plaid. ...escutcheon, if that's a word. So I don't know. This is someone else's family tartan something. Maybe it's somebody's tartan... From My feeling is, tartar. I'm trying to lay down the gauntlet here. I love that you begin every podcast by describing. I assume you'll do you, too. I generally am. describe the participants and what they're wearing. That's absolutely right. I felt like I really didn't bring my A game the first time because I think <laughs> I wore jeans and a T-shirt. You and did. I'm hoping the cast will follow suit and, and will we'll raise the bar. I'm hoping that they do, too, because I've got to say, it's it's really a special, lovely thing when I see somebody walk in in a pair of feety pajamas with a complete, they've got souls, you guys. These, these actually have souls. He could walk down the street in these and, you know, besides the fact that something, I guess, might penetrate the very thin soul, <laughs> I think he'd be okay. And I'll tell you what, on the walk upstairs, I got a lot of looks and very few laughs. Really? <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. I'm it just was a bigger say sacrifice than I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, as we said, I just hope happen. you don't get stopped speeding on the way home. Because that would be embarrassing. That would be a little embarrassing, although... Maybe not as embarrassing as the photo we're going to tweet of you in this outfit, which is pretty fabulous. Bring it. I, today, of course, was just going to wear my bathrobe in connection with this, but I'm going to run home and change out of my bathrobe and now put on my sock monkey pajamas oh. that my husband hates. Maybe we'll do a whole cast slumber party We could do a whole slumber party. That would actually be great. Maybe we'll do a podcast slumber party, and I will bring those in next time. Not a because bad idea. The bathrobe's not that interesting. It has my name, Betsy, embroidered on it. It was a nice. gift. It's gray, and it actually sets off nothing about me. <laughs> 
But we're not here to talk about clothes endlessly, although what, I could. are we here to talk about? That wasn't fully explained cereal. to me. Cereal. Oh, cereal, right. And all the, the really cereal libel, as I like to First of to. all, just to follow up on the, the lovely Darby Stanfield's uh, oh, podcast of last her. week. I've only met the Can other I one. Can I say she's special and she's um, very ginger? She has some she beautiful is. ginger hair. Sure, that's true. She only says nice things about you when she's not saying other things, uh-huh. which, is, which is always good to know. <laughs> but I want to know, first of all, what kind of cereal were you really eating as you were actually unhooking your jaw and shoving several bowls of <laughs> I did eat a lot of cereal. Ho-hos down your throat. I wish I had a specific answer. I know it's Trader Joe's brand. It was provided by Jeff Burnett. Jeff Burnett, who um, props, master it's a wonderful, wonderful props prop man. man. And it involves flax. I've flax. Been, I've been deliciously regular. <laughs> you must uh, I don't know, flax. <laughs> yeah. I believe Even it is. Even through Passover. So it really, it's like the anti-matzo, whatever that it's cereal the, was. <laughs> so if the matzo makes you stuffy, the right. flax will make you fluffy. Nice. Nicely done. Wow. Can I say, I have a future in advertising. Once again, another career option for you and, for you and me when Let's. this is looking like... I mean, you also have the whole side poker business, so you're in good That's shape. That's true. I in, have no other In 2025, skills. when scandal winds down, yes, it's, it's we true. have options. It's true. I'll be gumming my food, so I'll need that very soft <laughs> cereal that we'll be yes. marketing, and it will be good. Boom. So if I can remember where my mouth is at that point. <laughs> I will help you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so loving. <laughs> That's which a service I things, provide. Which is Your mouth awesome. is, no, higher. <laughs> <laughs> No, not there. <laughs> no, no, don't put no, it in no, there. Oh, there. God, not in no, there. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, nurse. Yeah. Yeah, I think my oldster years are going to be a hoot. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's all going to be good. Um, so we're here to talk more sallyingly about last week's episode, um, which is called Molly, You in Danger, Girl. This episode actually was kind of earth-shattering in a lot of ways. Sure. I think, number one, the end is pretty earth-shattering for Olivia when she realizes that Jake and Fitz are actually in league. Right, working which we together. Kinda, we know are com- was coming as an audience, but the horrified, amazed, and shocked look on her face when Fitz walks in and Jake's desperately saying, hey, don't say anything. You know, that was, that was pretty That's insane. major. I think what I like to call huck in a box... Huck in a box is pretty, that was a pretty intense thing. My feeling is, he's already got the Emmy wrapped up. Stop writing for him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good point. I mean, really. And, but I say, and winning an Emmy maybe for fewer words than almost anybody on a network television show. Do we have to love him anymore? The love we do feel for the Huck. Yeah, just stick him in a box. You couldn't stick me in a box? You know, <laughs> note to self. Stick me in a box. <laughs> Thinking about the box. But hold on, I think number three for this episode is A- I think David, David actually makes the best joke in the episode, which is gladiators and helmets. Ah, which yes, I is like that. One of my favorite things. Number two, David actually suggests the solution to how to get Molly to stay in the country. True. And David also finally has the conversation with Abby where he basically says, you know what, lying liars who lie are not on my love train. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious. I'm not sure whether I'm supposed to pretend I've seen this episode. <laughs> I guess it's too late. I guess but I haven't I... seen it yet. I'm anxious to see <laughs> the scene, that actual scene with Darby, Dabby, no Darby, um, because Tom Verica directed this episode. Tom Verica, yes. our directing producer, and who you guys may have heard of, wanted me to perch on the desk, <laughs> as I ultimately did. You, you, you have a perky perch when you. I perk. felt, being a not tall man, I felt. It would make me look like a garden gnome <laughs> <laughs> perched on her Can desk. Can I ask you a question? He swore. Were, were you holding an acorn? Because um, that would have really That was probably a, a bad choice. That yeah, was probably that was a bad put choice. the acorn down. Right. I should have chosen something that worked against the gnome Stay thing. away from but the yeah. ceramic so pig. I trusted him. 
I trusted my director and I did the perch thing, but I'm anxious to see whether. I'm going to uh, say you perched like a champ. Thank you. I hope so. I felt like the perching really worked Hopefully for you. Hopefully I'll get some uh, perching feedback from the audience. I hope. And yeah, if, if any of you guys really have anything specific to say about the way Josh perches. I don't I usually do that cradle the edge kind of with thing. your tushy perch. No, but I tried. Well, he showed know, me. I made Tom do it. And he looked great. But he's a very manly man. This is the deal with Tom. Tom is not only, as we all know, a fabulous producing director, but Tom is is, is quite a... A masculine strapping yeah, actor like could be a as well. Cowboy or something. It could be a cowboy. Kind of. Kind of. Well, yeah, a cowboy that. in a not great Western. That's, that's true. <laughs> a cowboy in sort of a B level. I think he'll take that as a compliment. I mean it to be. I do too, because I think he would stand out in that yeah. Western as being the best thing about the Western. Right, right exactly. You'd be Which like, this be, guy should be able to get a slightly better movie. He should. And everybody would walk out and go, like, what was my favorite thing about the Western? The Western uh, was eh. That Erica guy, but that guy, his name I don't quite remember. He was great. He was incredible. And what's I would remember his name because I've worked with him. Well, exactly. But I think some most people... audience members would be like that guy. You know, that guy. That guy. The guy who perched on the edge of the keep, fence. He perched big on scene. the edge of the fence when he was talking to the lady. Yeah. He's in good the at that. in the puffy skirt yeah. out by the cow the cow shed. Uh, yes, I think. I love that scene. <laughs> That's my favorite scene in that western. I wonder why he doesn't work more. <laughs> because he's directing fine episodes of Scandal. Oh, that's right. That you're in. We so digress. We actually, um, we've, we've, I think, mentioned this before when Tom was here being actually raked over the coals when by he moi. Could, when he could represent himself. When he could that's what I represent. like about the podcast is there aren't so many of us that there isn't someone to attack who's not here. That's absolutely true. That's a very, it's very clever. And you I know think in I, the end that we should do some sort of steel cage slumber party thing where everybody who's being spoken ill of is actually there and can fight back immediately. I totally but, agree. Yeah. But I like know, the build up where you say bad things and then the next I week totally you bring in that person you're like, Tom, do you hear what Josh said about you? Josh, hear what Darby said about That's you? That's great. Like, and you now yeah. understand why I like my job because I actually can just be mean to everybody. You just work everyone up. Which really speaks to my inner passive aggressive nature yes. because I don't actually have to confront anybody with it. I can just kind of sit with you and go like, right. guess what Darby said? Right. And then sit back and, and then just sit back and just watch the fireworks and watch the... The footsies react. You know, that leads me to something, oh. which is Columbus is being very quiet. Yes. Why not, do you I think mean, that is, Josh? I, I'm now feeling a little bit uh, self-conscious about maybe I'm speaking too much. That could be. But, you know, I think it's probably because, well, he's not here. Oh, you know, honestly, I hadn't noticed yet. He I was, just he was, jumped Because sometimes he's it. quiet, but I didn't see anybody flipping a phone. No, that's Which is, is how we usually know when he's here. Ooh, can I, can I give a little tease? I don't know if it'll make it into the final cut, but... I don't even really know where David's going, but I seem to be maybe melding into spending more time. You're spending a OPA. lot of time over there. Spending and time. And I'm generally getting schooled in this is really how it works, dude. Not like this. You don't call the police. You do this. And so now I treat it as David's a little bit getting schooled. And so now he's noticing Harrison and all his cool phone tricks. And so I did some phone tricks. It actually was hard not to laugh because just <laughs> randomly in this scene, I come in, in an, in an upcoming episode, I'm on the phone. I come in and I say, hey, I just got off the phone with, and I tried to throw in a couple little uh, Harrison <laughs> phone flips, and, and he noticed. He noticed? <laughs> yeah. So now we have a little bit of an escalating thing. I don't know if it'll make it to television. Gosh, I hope so, because I, I would like to see you sort of flub your phone flip. I hope so. Well, we hope you feel better. Columbus. Columbus is feeling under the weather, or else he would have been here able to defend himself, actually. That said, I will check his Twitter feed to see whether he's tweeting from someplace else okay. and lied about not feeling well. Okay, I'm just going to point out, though, um, Mr. Molina, when you were sick, yes, I walked into Ms. Shine DeRime's office and I said, 
hey, Ms. Shonda Rhimes, do you know that Josh Molina is very sick, and yet somehow or another his thumbs are not sick? That was That is true, and I'll go the extra step. It went through my mind, <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> are they going to notice that I'm tweeting? I was in bed. I can, I can still hear. I'm a little froggy. Key's a little froggy. It'd I feel, was feel sick, much laid out for three weeks. He was really sick. He was definitely all that sick. kept me going, really, that kept me alive <laughs> in many go. ways, Here we go. Let's was hear my it. Twitter feed and my ability to keep communicating with scandal see, fans. They, see, that's, that's probably so true. And you'll be happy to know that Ms. Shonda Rhimes, also a fan of the Tweetski, Hmm. She said, and she said this, she said, well, of course he's tweeting. He's sick. That's all he can do. God bless her. So I would just like to say, in her absence, she defended you, and I still mocked you, <laughs> actually, behind your back. I'll take so, it, uh, so as, is your, as is your style. But by the way, I think Columbus, feel free to tweet, and we'll do the same right. thing, and feel better. But because, if he tweets a picture from like a bowling alley... Well, that would then be, we got, or by the way, on a be beach, wrong. a beach with my ties or something. Right, that would be awful. And that wrong. would be kind of right. awful, or like a monster truck competition. Yes, that would be or terrible. Something super incongruous. Yeah, especially if he's participating, if he's driving in a monster truck. You know, I think that that actually leads me to Yolanda Enoch's ah. conversation at Yolanda Enoch. Um, I know her. Do you? Yes, she's, she's fabulous, lovely. right? Okay, and she's cute. Well, can I tell you something? She. <laughs> I has, remember her picture. She's a lovely she, woman. I love those little pictures. Yes. by the way. I would say far fewer than 1% look better when you click on them. <laughs> you want to keep them small. <laughs> I, I, don't know what the, you know, I don't know what the lesson there is. I, I include my own. But they well, look... Yours, you know, has, yours, has an, yours has action, which... That is true. Which actually and distracts you from anything except the action. Some people have asked me to remove the spitting up animated GIF. But from what I've been told, you can no longer create one for Twitter. They won't allow it. And if you take yours, if you're grandfathered oh. in, you already have it. They don't oh, remove you it. Need to keep but if that. you take it out, you can't ever put it back in again. You need to again. keep that. Then. So you just, I feel, you just, I you, need, feel I do. you absolutely need to keep that. I think Yolanda was asking, um, do you think a bromance is brewing between Harrison and David? A la Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling in Crazy Stupid Love is an example. Those that, are the exact two. I, of course, <laughs> being Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I think yep. so. I think the phone thing may be our pathway to uh, friendship. I think there is a little bromance. I think there was a great little look he gave me. I had a scene where I, you know, I'm in the lawyer's room. The guy took my old job, and I had this great long speech. Columbus, damn him, steals the scene with just a little look he gives me, kind of like, oh, okay. Because he had told me before the scene, you know, his character, Harrison, says, don't say anything. Then I start talking, and he's a little concerned. Then I sort of, with this great That's speech great that Matt Burton yeah. yeah. And he kind of looks at me like, oh, okay. All right, he's, you, he's got, got some moves. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, I love, yeah, I think we do respect each other, the characters. That speech always really makes me laugh because you sort of vaguely think it might be coming, but then you honestly think maybe he's so cowed <laughs> that he's going to listen to Harrison. And then that incredibly vituperative spewing starts, and you go, I, David's back. I he's loved back. doing that. He's and that was here. with my friend James Urbaniak. Which is what's kind of nice. I was delighted nice. to get the better of him. Well, and, <laughs> and I think you did. I mean, Take of course, that, I didn't write the scene. <laughs> but well, now Scandaholics Anonymous at Scandal Owns Me wants sure. to know: Do you think you'll actually become a gladiator? I feel like he's too nice and lawful. That is a very interesting question, and a lot of people are asking some version of that. I don't really know. I feel like uh, I'm going to be—I don't know if I get a Fisher official gladiator status, but it seems to me like I'm going to be spending some more time at OPA and maybe getting involved, perhaps 
being the only one with any respect for the law and common decency, I will have some sort of <laughs> positive effect on that band of felonious degenerates. First of all, we have seen when push comes to shove and there's a dead woman in his own bed, he is willing <laughs> he's was, willing to bend the rules at that I point. I was just about to say, yeah. I think the great thing about this show is that every single character, no matter how straightforward they seem to be, seems to have something that pushes them far enough that they're actually willing to do things that you don't necessarily think they would. And I think that the dead lady in bed was, there were a couple different ways of going there. Then, and the initial instinct for David was to lie to the cops. He lied, lied, lied. Which made me cops, love him yeah. even more. And also, there's some dark side to him because, uh, look, he picked up Abby at a bar, and he may have had ulterior motives, and it did turn into a real relationship. But then he's with Wendy that he, he met at a bar. Like, he's a got bar. a dark side. There's some. There's. He likes that bar. He does like that he bar. He likes that bar. And God bless him, he does well there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think there's a dark side to him, and uh, Olivia loves people with the dark side and the past. She does, and she can, she can sniff, a lot, sniff it that out like, I think, a true. truffle pig. Well, if so you click on her it's, Twitter, she she's one great. of the, the less than 1%. See? You can make her picture larger. She's prettier. Taylor Harris at Taylor Not Swift 5, which, by the way, it's good thank handle. you for that. I, I really like that. love that handle, and I would kind of like that someday. Wants to know what are the backstories for for uh, David, and it also says Harrison, but because Harrison can't speak for himself, maybe he'll tweet about that later. That would yes. be good. Well, um, I did can you tell did you, you make yours up? I do not, because that would be extra work. <laughs> but also because the writing is so good that I just I'm one of those. Maybe it's again. I hate to keep falling back to this, but maybe it's because I'm a Jew. I have great respect for the book. Can I just ask you a question? We are text. Are you a Jew? I am. Okay, Did I, just I, I just want to be clear about this. Just in case, I didn't know. We are the people of the book, and we're very text-driven, and uh, <laughs> something's going on. Something's going on in the background. Yeah. We're actually sitting here while we're doing a podcast, reading Josh's tweets and laughing. This is fun. This okay. is a... So, which is, is one of the best times ever. Yes. This it's is... A most, I multimedia One of the reasons why I love doing this is I can't... My mind has to be continually... 24 hours a day engaged in something other than contemplation of the tragedy that is life. By Otherwise, the, way, the anticipation of a hideous demise. Is right, something exactly. Which All, I, gotta, I have to keep mortal dread at bay. That's and why there's so, so many different editions I'm of Angry always, Birds. Yeah. If I'm pouring my coffee, I'm reading a cereal box. In other words, I just I can't be a normal person. So I like that here, come and chat with you. Papers are shuffling. We're looking at other things online. This is my favorite environment. See, it's I'm good. Saying. It's and good. I'm never it's leaving. definitely. By the way, it's pretty much my whole day is never concentrating on job. one thing. It's pretty good. Well, I was reading your tweet because you were talking about being a Jew and the type of tree you would be. That you're right. You're exactly right. That was our producer, and that would be a you, I believe. A of you. course. <laughs> Pronounced. Jew. Pronounced Jew. That's like if you're in England, you pronounce herb, herb. That's right. You know, the English say Q instead of going to the dentist. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Ah, David has no backstory. He doesn't. And I think no, he... and th- uh, you'll notice, at least this season, when there is a flashback episode, I'm not in it. Because I have no past. Because <laughs> you don't And because the production saves money. You know what I think, too? <laughs> I think you actually might be a cartoon character because if you turn sideways, we can't see you. That is true. And my acting is roughly that It's that deep. deep. Yeah. It's, uh, it's razor. If you act sideways, right. we don't see you. I, this is why I'm also valuable to the company. I don't 
I'm never any better. I'm kind of a flat line. Of, <laughs> I come in, I come in, and I don't. I'm I'm good to go. But you also know I'm not going to get much better, so I don't do a lot of takes. The director's usually like, let's just move on. See, now, I thought that was because you were instinctively brilliant and they don't need you to do much because... Far nicer way to articulate it. You hit it, you know, you hit it out of the park each time, so there's no question about that. Now, Nero Perla, personally one of my favorite people at Capri 0906. Not that I know you, Nero, but I really, really enjoy Nero's questions. We are to believe that there are 905 other Nero Perlas at Capri. What? First of all, Capri pants are very popular. That is true. Mary Tyler Moore always looked She looked lovely very lovely in those, as did Jackie Kennedy Onassis, I think, Should too. Should I be invited to a third podcast? I might wear You know, Capri and pants. I might, if you tell me, I think, I just heard today from Tim Gunn on the news that Capri pants actually make women sometimes look a little bulky, which sort of made me upset. Wow. I know, I'm just going to say that as as an interesting thing, which isn't interesting to anybody but me and my bulk. Um, (laughs) You know, you've pulled off pranks on almost everybody on set. What's the best prank on you so far? You know what? I'm almost disappointed to say everyone seems to be playing defense. They're, <laughs> That's I've got no them one... so back on their heels. I'm, I'm just warming up. Season three is going to be a bloodbath. I've, <laughs> I've really done very uh, fairly innocuous things. I'll put shaving cream on the inside handle of a trailer door. You, you got a special um, a special app for your phone that allowed you to speak like oh, a woman. I forgot that. I, I was did the take lucky, it up. Yeah. I was oh, the lucky right. recipient of that. We never really discussed that. No, I found that charming. Yes. There is a great, I won't give it a plug, but there's a great website out there. You can sign up and it allows you to make calls with a fake voice, yeah. man or woman, which is great. So As voice... opposed to me doing it like this. Hello. Right, exactly. I'm a fake voice. <laughs> you know, it comes out kind of Pick sounding up like the it. Phone. <laughs> so yes, it changes your voice and it allows you to put choose what number will show up on the person's caller ID, which you as you can imagine allows for all sorts of devious things. So I made a lot of phone calls putatively from your office. Yeah, it was great. To members of the cast. It was great, by the way. Uh, You can imagine some of the fear (laughs) that came through the line because the great thing, what you guys don't know, because primarily you just know me blathering you on a microphone, is very often part of my job is managerial. So if I show up or my office calls you and you don't know why, very often people are a little bit like, this can't be good. I must have stepped in something super smelly at some point. That's the implication I wanted to leave. That was exactly it. So I got a couple of really nervous phone calls from set from... I believe, a nervous PA. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Uh, who was literally, I don't know why <laughs> she's calling. Yeah. We did, I did ADs. I did PAs. I you did, did actors. I did Columbus. You did Columbus. I, you super appreciated it. Then I called the Katie from the National Enquirer. <laughs> and I congratulated her on her success and just said, if you have any tidbits about your castmates, maybe this one drinks too much. <laughs> Maybe one of them is a compulsive tweeter. Sure, you know. that we would pay you for it. I was hoping she would then call back that number and I'd be able to go, ha-ha! Um, <laughs> You're but, the mole! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you guys just have to realize that if you ever end up on Scandal, Josh will figure out a way to find what you're most frightened of and mm-hmm. do it, actually. And so, under- I know that I've got horrible stuff coming my way. I mean, it can only, <laughs> there's only so much time with no response. I mean, clearly the cast will band together and probably do something disproportionate. I'm seeing murder on the Orient Express. I'm seeing a whole bunch of people with a knife killing you, like Ta- a bunch of times. That could happen. That actually could happen. And then getting off once they, when, when they use this as testimony. Absolutely. Or, I think yeah. this is, it's going to be, I think it will work 
But I'm hoping I'm hoping not because I like David living in the office. Right. I like him eating cereal. And Me too. I was really happy when Abby came to get him to bring him back because I don't want him going back to that nasty old apartment no. that his father's helping him pay for I him know. or something. So I, sad. I, I got a lot of that when Twitter was like a lot of people were tweeting Nana paying his rent. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I like yes, Nana. Yes, my Nana. Is, yeah, I have a lot of Nana's Nana. paying his rent. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nana's yeah. out there. That's... Everyone can use some rent. Yes. You know? It's, it's, it's a loving thing. In a you family. know, Nana's are full of potassium. <laughs> Nana's are full of potassium. I'm actually they're, just babbling now. They actually are so healthy. And you know what they're really good on? Cereal. That's half flax oh! and half matzah. Callback. Closure. Can I tell you, it's so good to have a deep intellectual background like this. Right. We really you know, delve into the show when I'm Columbus, on. you have no idea what you're miss. Actually, you do know what you're missing, which is probably why you're sick, because you realized you had to come back here. I never even thought about it. He probably it's when just he didn't found out to... that I was the other person. Or maybe he just all of a sudden <laughs> thought, mm, oh my God, I have to do another podcast with that crazy witch. Oh, that could be it too. No, I think it, I I think don't it know. is I. I don't know. Um, well, needless to say, it's been a pleasure getting a chance <sighs> to um, spend mine. some quality time with you. And I also want to remind you guys that we're doing this amazing thing called spreecasting. I didn't know what the heck this thing was. I didn't have a clue. I'm sitting here, you know, pretty much in my Luddite world churning butter. And producer Chris White and the other fabulous people who worked here have explained to me that a spreecast is this incredible thing where you guys actually get to ask questions live of our flexible, phenomenal cast and not just ask them live. See them, see them in front of you, squirming in their little seats as you ask them difficult to answer and passionately delivered questions about their characters. You can find this on abc.com. As you know, we just did Jeff and Bellamy. And what the great part about this is, is the Spreecast will be live April 25th. For you guys on the East Coast, it's going to be 4 p.m. It's 1 p.m. here in California. And for you lucky people in the middle of the country, it's probably two or three, but I can't count, nor can I actually figure much out. So remember, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, live spreecast, phenomenal actors answering your questions, looking at them in the eyeball. They will be there April 25th, abc.com, and it's a great way to warm up for the scandal parties I hope you guys are having on April 25th, because I know I will be. Don't forget to tweet. We're going to be live tweeting. What's going to happen to Huck? Is he getting out of the box? Well, we got out of the box, but barely. He's sort of box-like in a corner. What's going to happen with Olivia and Jake and with Fitz? Is David ever going to leave the office? Is there, are we ever going to give him anything to eat? Because this is a Joshless episode. There you go. <laughs> so guess what? He may still be in the office, but like Columbus, he might be sick or yeah. sleeping or just eating. Watch anyway. Watch. It's true. It's You can watch anyway. I still support the show. I'm remarkable. You know, you're so supportive. Man. You're incredible. Right? You just, you really bring your A game even when you're not in it. Right. Which is very, very impressive. Don't miss any of it. 10 o'clock, Thursday nights, ABC Scandal. 9 o'clock, ABC Grey's Anatomy. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. I will be back the week of the 18th um, with some new horrified victim sitting in my office. In the meantime, stay safe, eat well, get some sleep, rest up for April 25th because it's going to be really, really good. I'm Betsy Beers. This is Scandal Revealed. See you in a couple of